If you're looking for a new way to support the podcast, check out W.GG, an energy supplement company trying to make a difference. There, you can use code SIDEMISSION for 10% off your order. Thank you to W for sponsoring this episode, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck. And first off, if my voice sounds horrible, forgive me. I am under the weather, but we could not delay this episode anymore, so I am powering the hell through. You should have heard me two days ago. It was painful to even speak. But today, we're talking about a game that's going to make it even harder for me to speak because there's not a lot of great things to say about it right now. Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League, and... Boys, we kind of talked about it before we started recording, and it's if you had to describe this game in a few words, Kyle, the 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 thought that comes to mind really is wasted potential because there are some things that work in this game, there are a lot of things that do not, and it all just feels like at some point along the way, Rocksteady more or less kind of just lost the plot. Yes, absolutely. It, it feels like they gave up halfway through. And unfortunately, that feels like the case with most live service games. It's, you know, been so many live service games that have literally become iconic for failing. I I don't understand why they continue to do this. I, I, I don't get why they are still making live service games out of these big franchises and hoping that the name will carry it because I I really liked what we started with. I think that the beginning of the game was a lot of fun because, you know, we just got in, it was a lot of cutscenes, some of the jokes were landing and I, you know, really enjoyed the traversal and the combat was fun in the beginning. But then it got repetitive, and the only thing that really kept me coming back was the story, because I at least wanted to see how it ended, because I enjoyed the characters, I enjoyed the performances from all of the uh, voice actors and actresses here, but man, when we tell you it shit itself halfway through so hard... Yeah, there there are again, like like we said, Kyle, there are some things that work. The combat is a lot of fun, especially in co-op when you get to play with a few friends and you're all playing different characters. It's a lot of fun. And the characters, to their credit, whether you're playing as Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, or King Shark, they're all a lot of fun to play as. Now, Deadshot is is kind of bland, which is kind of to be expected. He's kind of that, you know, average military third person FPS or third-person shooter uh, kind of character that you're controlling. There's nothing really special there. But they're all fun to play as. It controls really well. The game looks really, really good as well. Yes. But gameplay-wise, it just feels like there's something missing. And part of what's missing is variety. Because a lot of what you're doing in this game throughout the entirety of... The, I, th- I think the, the 10 to 15 hours that we've spent on this game's story and doing some of the side quests, a lot of it is go to this point, hold out, take civilians to a bus or or defend a, an objective. or it, It's really just those two modes. And you kind of just you just kind of rinse and repeat. And it, it's almost it's that destiny kind of feeling of every mission. 
just kind of feeling the same where, oh, we got to this point, better hold out while my ghost unlocks this door. Like it's it's that feeling over and over and over again where it's just the same thing. Now, the combat's a lot of fun and it can get very chaotic. And when you mix in all the special abilities, it can be really cool at first. That novelty wears off really, really quickly, specifically in the traversal, because this is a really big map and none of the characters have really quick traversal systems. You know, Captain Boomerang has the speed gauntlet attached to his boomerang, and King Shark can jump really high and do basically just a power jump almost. Deadshot has his jetpack, and Harley Quinn has a drone that follows her that she basically grapples to, or grapple boosts to almost. I mean, it's none of them really are all that great, in my opinion. I think Captain Boomerang is just the best, but it's not really saying much. And it... It just at some point away, at some point along the way, it just ceases being fun and it's more of a chore. So, Matt, I want to talk about a few of the positives before we really start hammering home criticisms because, and I know we've already started in that, but I do want to talk about the positives somewhat. The game does look and run good, and that's a good thing. And the beginning of the story, at least, Matt, is pretty quality, and you can see, okay, a lot of that Rocksteady influence is still there even though it's not there up to the end. I definitely saw what they were going for. Um, the beginning of the game was an absolute joy, especially as someone who's such a DC fan, and we've been getting you know, quite a bit of Suicide Squad content, and it's just really cool to see these characters being playable, and I loved the interaction with them uh, during the scene when you know, they're, they're getting them together at Arkham Asylum, and some of the interactions was really funny. Uh, I didn't exactly laugh at Canals, <laughs> but it was a, it was a joke. It was there, um, but the gameplay itself is a lot of fun. Like we talked about, um, there's quite a variety of weapons. I do like the fact that each character kind of has like their own type of weapons. Uh, Captain Boomerang, with you know, obviously he he gets the speed force, and so that's his you know his traversal. Um, his boomerang is really fun to use when you're traveling with it. Uh, he's really good when, you know, he can have a sniper rifle, I think he have a shotgun. Uh, and then you got, um, Charlie Quinn, who has, obviously, she has her, her infamous hammer. Oh, like, just said Charlie, Charlie Quinn. Charlie Quinn. <laughs> and then, and then she, she's, got, she's got a pistol. And I, I loved... Uh, I, I love the variety in the weapons. Now, what I didn't like when it came to the weapons was it started to seem like I was just getting the same thing over and over again until you eventually start doing these missions, and they are very much like a game, games as a service type of missions. Like you go to them, and then you have like specific objectives to do. Um, and what's cool is once you complete these objectives, you get you get cool gear, and this is where the loot comes in. And then it just kind of hits me. I really am playing a games as a service game. Because there's ways to do it. Borderlands is one of the games that does it really well. Um, I would take this more like Avengers, where you know you get a complete mission, and you get specific gear, and they have you know specific stat levels. You got the typical commons, uncommons, legendaries, epics, and as you are progressing throughout the game, you do these missions, and then you unlock these better gear. Like Elite's pretty cool. They have like specific designs on them that kind of you know gives you a uh, variety and customization looks really cool and sometimes they have really cool effects. Um, 
this is quite a bit of a positive, and I do want to talk about the story. I love how it starts off. I love the fact that when the Suicide Squad gets together in the inner metropolis for the first time, we see Green Lantern, and he kind of does this really cool expose of what's going on with Brainiac, and then you realize what exactly, you know, Brainiac did. He, he took over the Justice League, and I like that little moment where you're in the chains and you're flying all around Metropolis as Green Lantern is talking. And th- those, those are one of those moments. And then eventually you get into this little stadium area. And when you meet Wonder Woman for the first time, that was a really cool moment. And then Flash. And then, you know, you're seeing all these characters that you just come to love. And I'm going to talk about the criticism that the story gets that a lot of people are talking about when it comes to the Suicide Squad themselves and how they are treating uh, the DC heroes. The game title is literally Kill the Suicide Squad. You kind of understand what what your role here in this game is. So people were really mad about the fact that they had to kill their favorite DC characters. And I'm like, then why get the game? You saw the title. Can I cut in real quick? Yeah, I think anybody that's complaining about that, that's just stupid. Like, we saw so many clips of, like, Flash's death, which, by the way, spoiler alert, you killed the Justice League in this game. So if you get mad at us saying that, oh... Batman died, Superman died, Wonder Woman died. If you're if you get upset about that, I, I don't know what else to tell you because it's called Kill the Justice League. But <clears throat> I remember seeing the clip of Flash's death, and everyone's like, they're just so disrespectful to him. And I just don't believe that. And it's like, guys, they're villains. They're doing villain behavior. I'm sorry. That is dumb that we are getting upset about that. It is dumb that as as a gaming in the gaming community. Discourse has become that cooked that we can't say, hey, villains are doing villain things. That's a positive. You should be glad that part of this game is at least accurate. Continue, Matt. A lot of people were mad about the fact that this is taking place in the Arkham universe. And I don't know, after talking with you guys, too, I I think it really, especially when you get to that moment where they really, you get to Hall of Justice and they do a lot of, you know, explaining as to why Batman came out of hiding and joining the Justice League after he met Superman. And I thought that that was really good. Like, it actually fitted for me. It, it fit the story that they were going with, especially with this being in the Arkham series. Um, and then I just, I love that whole tribute to where Batman had, like, his own little, uh, you know, museum type of thing. And you just, like, could listen to the characters when you saw, like, their cardboard cadets or storylines that happened throughout the Arkham games and Arkham Knight. I mean, so that that was good. That was really good. Yeah, I I also really enjoyed that section where uh, you walk through and you see all of the stuff from the Arkham games. Uh, I agree. I think this being in the Arkhamverse is actually not a bad thing because they did a good job in explaining what happens after Arkham Knight. Now, if they had come in and said somehow Batman returned, I'd be pissed. But they didn't. They actually oh my God. <laughs> they, they gave a good explanation. Um. I, I do got to say, like you guys said, there are some positives. Um, the way that this game looks and runs, especially when Gotham Knights is... It's not... It didn't come out that that long ago, and it ran terribly. It was so shitty. And I was playing this game, you know, with you guys. There's so much going on on screen, and hardly ever did my game crash. It was, you know, a couple of times. I never had frame drops you know my screen didn't ever tear it, it really it ran well and the performance is something that i'm going to continue to talk about with every game that launches and runs well because we've seen how many games don't and unfortunately that's just become a thing that we got to talk about um 
But yeah, I, I also think that it's stupid that people were getting mad that you're literally killing the Justice League when it's, you know, it's it's just what they do. And also, listen, this is a comic book video game. How many times have the Justice League died in comic books. Do you really think that they're dead? Do you really think that they're not going to do some stupid, oh, they came back? Like, let's be honest. It's comic books. I bet you that by the time this story does end in like three years, because it's a live service game, they're going to be like, oh, somehow they returned or they just got replaced from a different universe because they did bring in the whole, you know, multiverse thing. And like, it's, you know... It's a comic book game. If you actually read the comic books, they die all the time. And they come back all the time. Somebody else who needs to read the comic books are the people who wrote this game. Because there are some things that absolutely made no sense. Like the entire, you know, Green Lantern shark thing. Because as soon as they kill Green Lantern, that ring should have left and went back to the Guardians. And it would have either stayed with them or chose somebody new. Shark should not have been able to pick it up. And also, can, I, can we talk about how stupid it was that he did all of that and made that big-ass hole in the shield just for it to mean nothing? It was just for an entrance for Superman to drop a nuke on nothing because I thought he was going to nuke the city, which didn't happen, so I was like, okay. You could have just had him come out and start fighting Wonder Woman just out of nowhere, like... It would have the same effect, I think, because I just felt stupid having that whole scene, and it just mean absolutely nothing. And it literally just doesn't make sense if you actually know any of the DC characters. I could go on for hours about that, dude. Well, so that's a great segue, I think, into the issues with this game. And we'll get into the live service bullshit in a second, because... I really genuinely, it's the fish from SpongeBob. I don't know how many times this lesson needs to be taught to these single-player games developers... Live service games do not work with these kinds of IPs. They did, didn't work with Avengers, it's dead. Didn't work with Gotham Knights, it's dead. This game will be dead within a month or two. If it's not dead already at the time of recording this. It's there. It's not going to be very highly populated. So, the story, there are so many issues beyond killing the Justice League members. Why the fuck do we not see how civilization falls to Brainiac. Why do we come in in the middle of it? Like, that is something in games that we have said over and over. We would like to see, hey, we always see the the result of of the of whatever creates the apocalypse. We always see the, the result of that. Outside of The Last of Us and Fallout 4, really, we have never seen civilization as it's falling. And I don't understand why... We're essentially just told, yeah, Brainiac just showed up one day and here we are. Like, it's if the thought process was, hey, this is how the Suicide Squad would experience it, they're locked up in Arkham, they would have no clue what's going on. Sure. Wouldn't Brainiac, like, have destroyed Arkham, though? Like, wouldn't there be a shot that he would have destroyed Arkham first? Like, I, I, that's that's too convenient for me to say that that's what they're going for. I, I, I can't get behind that. So... We, for some reason, we don't see any of Civilization falling, which I think would have helped the game quite a bit. Secondly, the ending. The ending is the biggest slap in the face. Because you do all this shit to kill the Justice League, you kill Superman, 
And then you find out, Kyle, that there's not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. There are 13 Brainiacs you have to kill to get the real ending of the game. That's a slap in the face. That's where the live service bullshit kicks in. I absolutely hate this ending. Yeah, I was pissed. The, like I said earlier, the reason that I kept coming back to this game was because I at least wanted to see how the story ended. Didn't even get that. Because the game ends when you kill one Brainiac, not all 13. So, and and I even went back and I looked after the fact, and I, I don't think you can... I literally don't think you can kill the next Brainiac until the ne until season one starts, which means, you know, you literally have to wait through all of these seasons to actually finish this story. It's no joke. It's halfway done. This is dumb. How are you going to drop a game at $60, $70, and it's only halfway done? I don't and not imagine. just that, not just that, the final boss fight that we can do, it's not an original boss fight. Oh, it's yeah. it's the flash fight with uh, minions, with yeah. minions. That's all it is. It's the flash fight with minions, and the flash fight was really good when it was just the flash. It was mm -hmm. a really good boss fight. Reusing that and then just adding minions in there is such a lazy boss fight. Like, And the worst part of all of this, and Matt... This is this is the part that hurts the most. It's Rocksteady. This isn't some up-and-coming developer. This isn't some devs who this is their first foray into the Arkhamverse. This is Rocksteady who's done three of these games. They, yeah. they, they revived superhero games. They pioneered free flow combat with Arkham Asylum. They, they gave us two of the, they gave us the best game of all time, or the best superhero game of all time, in my opinion, in Arkham City. And gave us a great follow-up in Arkham Knight. And yet it feels like it feels like they truly had no clue what was going on here. Yeah, especially when you think about how long it's been since Arkham Knight came out. And can I just say that that game still looks so freaking good to this day? Uh, but when Suicide Squad was first announced and we found out who the developer was, I literally said, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care, you know what systems it's going to come on, whatever. Rocksteady is making a Suicide Squad game. They have released, you know, I, I know what you're talking about. Arkham Asylum is kind of when, you know, to this day didn't really hold up back to like when it first came out. But Arkham City and Arkham Knight are some flawless Batman games. And the fact that when, you know, we first heard about Arkham Asylum way back and people were just so like, oh, this can't be good. There's no good like superhero gaming. There's barely any good games, like good superhero games from a developer that no one has heard about. And then it comes out and it's just winning, you know, game of not game of the year awards exactly, but it's winning plenty of awards. And then they really cemented themselves, especially with the DC fans and especially Batman fans, because we finally get to play the dark Knight. And he's a detective, and there's so much fun stuff to do, and there's so much, like, you know, lore there. And they just, it was just bliss for a Batman fan. So when, you know, Suicide Squad was announced, and then eventually over time we found out that it was going to be a games as a service, I still was willing to be like, you know what, it's Rocksteady. I don't think that they can mess this up, you know? I think that they could finally make a games as a service game that I enjoy. 
And then just, you know, delay after delay came. I believe there were, what, two delays? Um, I, I, I started feeling like, okay, I don't know what, exactly what's going on. And then more news came out about, you know, how the founders left and quite a few members of Rocksteady left. And then I was just kind of like, now I really don't know how I feel about this. And more and more, we're, we're seeing more about the game. And then, like, seeing these pictures of the UI and everything. And I was like, that is so ugly. Like, look at all those numbers. Look at all of those, like, different icons and stuff all over the screen, especially when a lot of stuff is going on. Because there are moments like that, and it's just so cluttered. And then I just it just really hit me that this is not the Rocksteady that we played, Ar- the Arkham you know, trilogy. This is a different Rocksteady, and it shows in this game. Like, there's still heart there with with the characters. They did a fantastic job. Even with the Justice League, I thought they did a fantastic job. But unfortunately, they fell into the trap that is, we want more money. We're going to sell you a $70 game that we're going to continue to support, but we want more money. So, yeah, that that was just where I was just really sad when it all came together like that. I mean, to put it in perspective, think about it like this. This game was so bad that Kevin Conroy literally, God rest his soul, really booked one last voice acting gig for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Just so this was not our last experience of his work. Thank God. Like, and and I'm going to say something really controversial. And there's going to be some people out there that this upsets. And if this is the take that gets us canceled, then I, I will die on this hill. I do not believe in using a, a person's death in the real world as an excuse to say that their character was done dirty in a video game. I do not believe in that. I don't believe that either of those things have anything to do with each other. Because first of all, again, Batman dies in this game because your goal is to kill the Justice League. You may not like how it's done, but I personally, and Kyle, feel free to cut me off. You're the big DC guy. You're the big comic book guy. Feel free to cut me off if you disagree. I don't personally have any issue with how they did it. Honestly, if it wasn't Harley Quinn that killed him, I would have had a bigger issue with that. Because that's one of his villains, you know. It's one of his. It's one of his main villains. I mean, her and Joker are two of his biggest villains, and that to me, it made sense. So I think that people that are out there that are saying it's disrespectful to Kevin Conroy for this to be one of his last roles, I think that is. I think honestly, and Kyle, tell me what you think about this. I thought they handled that scene with quite a bit of respect. They could have just shat all over him. Instead, I thought it was handled with a, at least as much dignity as it could have been handled with. Yeah, I I thought that his entire performance in this game was phenomenal. Regardless of what happens to him in the game, it felt like Arkham Batman again. Like, hearing him speak was so nostalgic. I mean, dude... I can never get enough of Kevin Conroy's Batman. And it sucks that you had to kill him. Yeah, but I mean, that's the point of the game. And I gotta say, for this being his probably last video game role, I I enjoyed it. I thought that it was good. Um, my only complaint with how they killed him is more so with 
that it, if you listen to like the archives in the Justice League Hall, it talks about specifically his cowl is lined with lead to prevent bullets. They should have taken his cowl off before they shot him in the face because I was like, okay, it says that it's supposed to protect from bullets, but I guess Harley Quinn's bullets are different. But I think that the way that they did it, like you said, was very respectful. And it was it was emotional for the characters. I think that, you know, it was... Compared to the way that they did, you know, Superman, The Flash, and Green Lantern, Batman had the most respectful death. And... Like, I think, think about it this way, right? Like, hmm. I think Harley's line, and I'll let you continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'll let no, you continue as soon as I get this out. I think her line of, you know, even when you're bad, you're still too good. I mean, that's a credit to Batman because the one thing Batman has always been known for is he's never going to stoop to the level of criminals and kill. Mm -hmm. That's always been his thing. And that, to me, is what she's saying is even at your most evil, you still have good in you. There's still too much good in you for you to really cause any damage. Like, to me, they are doing, they did the character a service, not. I mean, compared to the Flash for Captain Boomerang bees on him? <laughs> yeah. It's hysterical. That scene is hysterical. But I, I feel like people are using Kevin Conroy's death to over-criticize that scene. When I say that I'm glad he booked another role outside of that, and then Kyle, I'll let you continue, I'm saying because the game is not good. It has nothing to do with how they killed him off. How they killed him off in the game was fine. Yes, and I also thought that he had the coolest lead-up to the boss fight because it was, you know, literally you playing as all four characters. Or if you're playing with four people, you know, you're watching each person play their character going through the Batcave and they have to uh, mix the fear toxin and then go hit the ventilator. And it was really cool because you actually get to watch, you know, your friends play it and it built suspense. It was very, dude, that whole section, like, because there were all these uh, statues of Batman everywhere. And if you turned away and you look back at them, no matter where you were on screen, they would look at you. They were literally weeping angels of Batman. It was so tense. I loved that whole section. That one, that section was actually really fun. He left that message for anyone who found it about how to kill the Justice League members because he's been studying up on it, because he felt eventually at some point that the Justice League would be compromised, and that was just very, very much in character for him, and I thought that was a great addition to that section. I will also say the line, there is no anti-Batman device, Yeah, the writers cooked. The writers <laughs> cooked on that one, because really that's, that's true, because think about it, man. We've always said, you know, or you've always heard the argument, you know, even if Batman was going up somebody to the level of, say, Kratos... You feel like Batman's got a shot if he's got time to prepare. He has a shot if he has time to prepare, he can win that fight. Now, I don't think that, you know, I, I, could he defeat Kratos in a fight? I don't know. But again, it's one of those where Batman in any fight has a shot if he can prepare. That means there's no way to prepare for somebody that with preparation can take down anybody. There's no, there's no device that can, can easily allow you to defeat that. I thought that was a great line. And, Again, it's just it's one of those where there are great moments in the game. It's unfortunate that it's not consistent throughout and that those parts are very few and far between. So, fellas, before we call this an episode, is there anything that either one of you wanted to touch on that we didn't talk about yet? 
actually. Um, when you beat the game, and then it gets to the, and then you figure out exactly what's going on. Uh, and then they show their little season one thing, and then you see like the future characters start coming out. You see a Joker. Uh, you see what looks to be a female Mister Freeze. I for the life of me can't figure out who the other two were. I thought the other one, like the one on the last one, maybe looks like some alternate version of like Deathstroke or something. Um, but yeah, when that map opens up and you see all those missions and all the incursion missions, and then it really hits how much of a game to this game this is. Oh yeah, it sucks, man. I f- I feel like that hit as soon as I heard thirteen Brainiacs, and what makes it worse is like how we talked about the boss fight is just the flash with minions. Pretty sure that every Brainiac uh, boss fight is just going to be a different member of the Justice League with minions because they couldn't be original and actually give him a boss fight. Yeah, it's it's lazy. At the end of the day, Suicide Squad's killed the Justice League. It's one of those that there might be a little bit of fun to be had here if you can play it with friends, but if you're playing it, if you're looking for it as a solo game, man... There's a reason why Arkham Knight has seen such a bump in players since this game came out. Arkham Knight has seen a massive surge of people playing that game for the first time uh, for a reason. It's a great game, and if you want to play a relatively recent Batman game, go play that. Arkham City holds up tremendously as well. Arkham Asylum, not so much, but it's still a quality, quality Batman game. Any of those would be better than playing this. Um, Unfortunately, it's not a 4 out of 10. It's also not really a 7 out of 10. It's it's unfortunately a 5 or a 6, and it's very, very forgettable. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Side Mission Pod. You can follow us on Facebook as well at Side Mission Podcast. For the boys, Kyle, Matt, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.